Welcome to Mondays with Matt, with Matt Starkey. Start each week fresh with sound financial advice. Grab your coffee and maybe a pen. It's time to kick off your week with Matt. Time for another edition of Mondays with Matt, with Matt Starkey and myself here to talk about moving the retirement goalposts. Is it worth the risk? So we're going to jump into that conversation here today on the show. As always, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on whatever app you like to use, like Apple, Google, or Spotify. And you can find all the information, plus get in contact with Matt if you're not already working with him or need some help at GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com. That's GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com. Matt, my friend, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Hi, Mark. I'm doing well today. It's just uh, we're preparing for winter storm after winter storm, and then they yeah. pause in between a little bit. So uh, we keep moving the goalposts on spring. On so spring. It ties, in, <laughs> ties into our uh, topic for today. Nice. Moving your re- retirement segue, goalposts. my friend. Nice. Yeah. 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 The darn hedgehog or groundhog, I don't know, damn predicted ro- uh, longer, longer than usual winter, and uh, we're, we're kind of experiencing those effects right now up That's here. That's right. That's right. That damn rodent. You know. <laughs> so I always laugh and think about Groundhog Day with Bill Murray and uh, when he take when he steals the groundhog and takes him for a joyride. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he's like, and he's uh, they're driving the vehicle, and he's like, he's like, you're a really good driver. You don't usually see that in a quadruped. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, what a good, what a classic movie. But uh, it is, it is. I got to see uh, that was playing they probably play it over and over right oh constantly the, yeah <laughs> around that february time frame but uh yeah yeah well we'll get over the groundhog topic here and we'll kind of move into our our topic for the day yeah let's, so. hit, let's hit some goalposts here <laughs> so the idea here is that look it's easy to move the plan like to adjust the goal for whatever reason we talk ourselves into stuff it's very easy for humans to do when we found that people often you know, move the goalpost to their own detriment, right? So we're going to deep dive a little bit into this and just kind of talk through some of the big categories where we see people find an excuse to push things back. So we'll start with cash, for example, Matt. People often say, well, how much cash do I really need? And you and I are both, right now we've been chatting a lot offline about our kids, your son's in the Marines, mine's, uh, my daughter's in the Navy, and now that she's, you know, a, a grown up with a career, she's making good money and she's seeing her accounts grow. She even so it doesn't really matter what age you are. This could happen if you're retirement age or this could happen with your younger. She's like, oh, I've got X dollars in my savings account. And I was like, good, put, you know, put some more in your in your TSP. Right. Which is, a, you know, the government equivalent of a 401k. I'm like, put some yep. more away. And she's like, well, I want to I want to get my savings account a little bigger and then I'll start. And then she gets to that next number and she goes, well, I want to get it a little bigger and then I'll start, right? So that's the idea of moving the goalposts. It doesn't matter what your age is. Uh, cash is an easy one to do because we all like seeing that number grow in our savings account. But at some point, you got to stop moving that goalpost. That's right, Mark. Um, cash is one of those funny things that um, the more we get, the more comfortable it feels. Right, and, uh, right. <laughs> so, you know, as a general rule of thumb for financial planning, we're talking about three to six months of your um, expenses, having that much in cash. So if your budget is $6,000 a month um, and that's your expenses that you're living on, you know, I wouldn't keep any more than 18,000 is three months, you know, um, you know, to 30, 36,000. Um, but anything more than that, really, we need to reassess why do we need that much there? Uh, is there a huge expenditure that we've had? Have we experienced pain or is this just all psychological, maybe some emotional issues that cause us to 
have a need to to hang on to too much cash. Uh, maybe your expenses are three thousand a month, which in in which case you know eighteen to twenty thousand would be your maximum that you need to really have on hand um, from a financial planning standpoint. Now, if you're going to buy a vehicle and you're saving money in cash for this purchase coming up in you know seven to twelve months, that's fine. You know to have a little bit of excess, but right. yeah, when we what we end up doing, I think is we're not clear with our own selves and say, okay, this is how much I need. And then, you know, I'm going to steward the, the rest of this to, to invest it and get some return on this money. Cause if we have a lot of cash, the, the downside is this money is not going to grow for you. It could be growing for you and it could be earning you interest and keeping you on track with your goals and with inflation, you know, costs that prices are keep rising. Well, right? and it certainly so, was it was certainly not doing you any favors the last, you know, number of years because interest rates were so low. People might now even use that as another reason to move the goalpost, Matt, saying, "Oh, well, interest rates are better at the bank, so I should put more in cash." And it's like, "Well, yeah, but it's still not keeping up with inflation. It never does." Yeah, and that's why it's important to have a plan because a plan will actually with that planning process, we help you identify what your goals are for your money. Um, what's the purpose for your money? And how much do we have to have sitting on the sidelines in cash? Anything more than that needs to be invested towards your future goals. Yep. And so if you're getting caught in this trap and you keep putting aside too much money in cash, maybe you just had a recent inheritance, which I had somebody, and mm-hmm. they have a lot in cash to begin with, but then they got an inheritance of even more. And so we did invest the, this more for them. And uh, what's happening now is they're going to get you know five, over 5.5% fixed rate you know, for, oh, nice. for the next five years. And it's still safe. It's still in a fixed instrument, but they're getting yield on their money. So if you have money sitting in cash and you're not getting the yield and you're kind of being paranoid, let's have a visit. Let's reassess what your needs are and get the money working for you at least, you know, at least start getting some interest because it doesn't make a lot of sense to, to hoard or overstock your cash pile. Also, by the way, you know, out of the last 51 years, I was looking at the worst performing asset class and the number of times cash pulled came in as the worst performing asset category was 20% of the time. You'd have done better having your money elsewhere. Oh, wow. Yeah. 20% of the time over the last 51 years, cash was the worst place to have your money. Wow. And and gold was probably second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a, a lot of times. You know, right in there. Yeah. <laughs> people do think, right? They think gold is like, oh, I'm going to go to gold. And it's like, eh, it's, it's statistically no. over time. It is not that great of an investment. So. Yep. Yep. We'll uh, have that conversation on another podcast. Yeah, that's right. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about why gold is better used uh, as a present for your significant other than it is for an investment. <laughs> okay. How about uh, the next thing here? Number two, the folks that say, you know what? I'm going to get serious next year, Matt. I'm going to do it next year. I'm, I'm going to stop putting this off. And it's like, yeah, okay. How many years did you say that, right? So you keep moving that goalpost and you find a reason to put it off. Well, the economy looks like it's going to be rough this year. Or, well, mm-hmm. you know, I, I need to redo the kitchen, right? Whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so easy to procrastinate um, getting serious about savings. And, uh, you know, I just had an email that went out that saving money is one of the hardest things for us to do for some reason you know you give somebody a huge budget and by golly they you know they'll spend it all and i think it's, it's like, the dopamine hit right think about it like you you know you get to go spend a little money and it makes you feel good and you're like who yeah. i want to do that again right it does you know if it's experiences or if it's things i don't know but um i just had somebody in last week and they have a nice retirement income like you know close to nine thousand dollars a month right wow but nice. they had very little savings and i'm like where is your money going 
well, you know, and they didn't have, <laughs> surprisingly, they didn't have the type of investments that you would, you would suspect somebody with such a large yeah. retirement income. I mean, we're talking double pension, double social security, and they have mismanaged things. So don't put it off. If you think I'll do it next year or next month or whatever, do it now. Yeah, you know, how, I, how many Amazon boxes are showing up at that house, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah, spending, don't talk about that. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're spending the money. So, and, and yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. When you when you sit down with someone and you sit down with a financial advisor and they're talking to you, people often get nervous and they're like, well, they're going to give me bad news. And it's like, well, there's really only three things at the end of the day it's going to happen. They're going to say, well, you're ready, to, you're ready to retire or you're not. And if that's the case, you need to save more spend less or reduce your lifestyle. I mean, there's only three options when it comes to being behind the eight ball, but it's a matter yeah. of getting serious and getting it done, right? Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because I, I don't think about things like that. Hearing bad news, I think about meeting with folks, even just as that first meeting as let's solve the problem. What's the biggest problem? Let's solve it. Let's solve problems. I don't think about it as, oh, I'm going to get bad news. or but Right. But, but a lot of people very, do. But yeah. I, need to, I need to come in at that angle because that's probably how a lot of a lot of you listening do think about it. And we're Well, it's not, like going to the dentist, right? We're afraid they're going to tell us the bad news or something <laughs> like that. And often it's not that as bad as, as people think it is. To your point, you're being optimistic. So you see it as opportunity to fix the problem and move forward. And I think most of us probably get there, Matt. It's just getting in the door and sitting down and finding out where we stand. That's right. So... That's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with that procrastination. It's the same thing with, you know, why why do seven out of 10 people not get their will and trust in order? Yeah. It's because we put it off because we don't think we're going to die. We can do it later. We're going to have time. And so don't underestimate the time. Getting serious now is actually what you need to do mm -hmm. in order to make your plan work. And you can, you can do almost anything you could imagine, um, but you got to start that plan. So if you haven't started... Uh, complete plan or if we haven't looked at how much you're saving in your 401k or or other you know IRAs let's put it together let's put it on paper and guess what when you write that down you got about a 92% chance of actually achieving that goal but if it's never written it's only a dream so you yeah. got to put your goals in writing you got to review them get with us at least annually or if, if you don't want to get together that often you know whenever but you got to put goals on paper and you've got to review them. And then once you do, your brain will automatically start to process and you'll start to pay attention to those things. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think of it as a retirement plan. I just think of it as cash flow. Our cash flow comes from somewhere, whether that's earned income from a job or whether that's you own passive income like real estate right. or you, you have a pension that's set up for you. So we just have to arrange your cash flow and make sure you're living within your means and you'll be fine. There you go. Great points indeed. So that's number two. Number three is the, should I reduce my risk? And this idea is, well, if I get to X amount in my savings or in my portfolio, then I'll get conservative, right? And so we start, think about leading up to 2022's uh, market downturn, right? So we had, what, 12 years of basically fantastic market returns, right? Overall, for the most part, we had a 12-year run there, uh, 12, yeah. 13 years, whatever it was. And so it's easy to go, hey, next month, I'll, I'll start to, peel, especially if you're getting older, right? Next month, I'll start to peel back the risk. But then the returns are coming in really good. You're like, ah, let me eke out a little bit more. Just let me squeak out a little bit more money. And then you didn't make the risk analysis and then 22 happened and now you're like, ah, oh, crap, I just lost 25%, right? <laughs> yep. I've got a... I've got an appointment following our podcast today and and part of his his complaints were exactly that. Well, I should have I should have I should have I, I should have reduced email, my risk. His yeah. email to me and I'm like, 
okay, we gotta we gotta take your eyes off, focus off this short term, and we gotta refocus on the long term because guess what? I mean, we often move our goalposts about this, and when the market goes down, it's a really good indicator that we have not anticipated the volatility that we actually select for our portfolio. True. This is a good time for us to review, and if you haven't reviewed, it's a really good time because. 2022 hit us a little bit different than most down years in the stock market. Why? Because bonds and bond prices were dramatically affected when the Fed started increasing interest rates. Mm -hmm. So we got hit with a double whammy. Typically, our bonds are moving opposite of stocks. So the bonds are making 6 to 9% while stocks are down. That didn't happen. Bonds lost 15, 16. They were as volatile as stocks were last sure year. Sure were, yeah. So... Most portfolios, however, even the aggressive ones, didn't end the year too bad. But you got to keep in mind, volatility is something that is is able to happen anytime. Historically, it's going to be one out of five years. You know, four positive years, one one negative year out of a five year period. But it's not always that way. So you got to just don't move your goalposts on the risk either. So what we do is we like to set up a plan like we're talking about, right? Uh, so you don't have to keep moving the goalposts on your risk. So your your plan should have you comfortable to know that you've got cash, you've got maybe some fixed investments, and then you've got long-term investments for your future. Because we, we need to address the short-term. If you're spending money out of the portfolio, that should kind of be in a conservative, maybe a cash position in the mm -hmm. short term. Um, you need to have that intermediate term growth, like, like some conservative bond or short-term fixed income. And then we also need to have those those long equities. I always say plan to die with equities in your portfolio because those are what really give you the horsepower and the return in your in your money. And if your RMD age required minimum distributions, you're taking money out of those portfolios every year. How are you going to make it up? You can't not have risk. And even if you assume that, oh, well, I got my money in cash, it's not at risk. Technically, it is. It's at risk of our of the inflation that we also got shocked with, you know, we yeah. got a nine nine percent inflation last year. So you gotta you gotta handle all this, and you gotta put your perspective on, and don't move the goalposts just because things get volatile. Definitely meet with somebody. Uh, definitely meet with us that we can assess the risk. We can, uh, like I said, we can set up your cash flow so that you can have peace of mind and not worry about running out of money. And 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 having that third party that. Um, non-emotional voice is going to help you stay focused on your long-term goals, and we're going to help get you there. Exactly. I mean, that's the whole point. And I think that's some of the massive value that you get from working with a financial professional is that voice of reason, is that impartialness to be able to, because we get emotional about our money. That's fine because it's our money, right? It's our stuff. But having that other person that cares, but also at the same time can be objective is super important because like, okay, I get where you're coming from, but this is why we should probably make this move or that move or whatever the case is. And of course, working with a fiduciary allows you to you know, work with someone who's, you know, has to do that's what's been your best interest yes, anyway. That's, so. that's a big important part of it is work with a fiduciary, not a salesperson. There because you go. a fiduciary is going to, like you said, they're going to care. They're going to be concerned about your goals. And they have and to. <laughs> that's part of the rule. <laughs> we, we have to. But, you know, if there's somebody that wants you to move your money, move your money, why? Well, you know, they can sure that they, they can uncover, you know, you can uncover some emotional things that you're dealing with. But, are they in the best interest of you or are they in the best interest of this salesperson? Yeah. You know, selling your money and putting it in gold is a bad move. So there you go. Uh, if somebody's encouraging you that, there's a good reason why. And it 
Probably not. Probably helping their pocket a little bit. <laughs> That's right. It might it might be helping them make that uh, Porsche payment or Porsche. Excuse me. I said. <laughs> Porsche I got, payment. I guess yeah. I guess some friends who you know it's it's Porsche. That's the person's last name that started the company. They're like, say it right. It's not Porsche. It's Porsche. It's like all right. Porsche. Uh, Porsche. I, that's right. Yeah. Let's do the last one here, Matt. Picking a retirement date when you're talking about moving the goalpost. This one might not be as uh, as detrimental as some of the other money ones, but it's certainly some things to think about. You know. From the standpoint of, well, I, I want to push my retirement date back. Okay, well, first question is why? Are you pushing it back because you're unsure if you have the right amount? If you're pushing it back from a financial standpoint because you just don't know if financially you're going to be okay if you retire, then that's getting a plan, right? That's getting that strategy. Mm-hmm. If you're pushing mm-hmm. it back because you're worried about being bored or having too much time on your hand, well, that's okay, all right? That's an emotional component of it. But an advisor can still help with that because it's like you see tons of people who are going through the exact same thing. So it's a little easier to relate to that conversation. So that's the big question I would ask you. Why are you pushing the retirement date back? Is it financial you know, uncertainty or is it just like fear of being bored? Yeah. I mean, it, this is a very real, very real issue and a lot of people deal with. And uh, some some folks just they don't have a, a big plan and that's why the goalpost gets moved back is, is I, they might be bored or, or they may not, you know, like being home with their spouse <laughs> or the spouse might not like them being home. That's true. But, um, Go to work, happens, do something. Right? <laughs> yeah. You're not retiring yet. <laughs> no, I think this is, this is also important. We've talked about this in other podcasts, but it's having something to retire into, you know, whether that's travel, whether that's spending time with grandkids or your children Maybe it's, um, you know, maybe it's a hobby or maybe it's um, some charitable work. There's a lot of different things people can do and, and, and might like to do, but they don't, again, they don't have, they haven't dreamed it. They haven't thought about it. And I think in our day and age, focusing on retirement, I mean, it, it's interesting because you listen to school teachers when they first get involved with school and why are they doing it? Generally, because they love it. They love the young kids. They love to help those, you know, young impressionable minds to right. Expand get knowledge. Minds. Yeah. yeah. And and they see people soaking it up and it's and it's fun and it's and it's thrilling. But you know, after 10 years, I mean I, you hear a lot of teachers just saying, well, I, I can't wait till I get to retirement or I can't wait to, you know, these kids are driving me nuts. Right, yeah. Yeah. So somewhere along the line the switch flips and people change. And um so we need to factor these things in when when you're Factoring in a retirement date, I mean, for some people, it's they can't decide. And then I've had other people who, you know, have told me, well, I think I can go, you know, probably indefinitely now that I changed my schedule. Well, the next 12 months, they're in my office saying, I'm I'm done. Yeah. And, and I'm like, wait a second, you just said you could probably do this forever. And it's like, yeah, but <laughs> I'm ready. I think that's the big thing that I run into with a lot of folks is you just know when you're ready. But until that date, you you want to have instead of moving the goalposts, I would I would have maybe a potential early retirement, okay, and then you know how Social Security you can grab it early or you can right, let it grow right. and accumulate. I would recommend most people think about their retirement that same way. Hey, if I need to and I can retire early, it would be nice. And here's what I would need to have saved and invested. Here's the income it would provide at sixty two or sixty or maybe fifty five, and then. If I still feel like working, you know, you can go with a flex plan too. Hey, maybe we, we maybe we still feel like working or maybe we want to achieve a couple of additional things. So um, moving the goalpost hopefully isn't going to happen because you didn't plan properly. 
you didn't pay off all your debts in time or, you know, you didn't put enough away. Yeah. Um, if there's a short term market downturn, that sometimes will persuade people just to hang in there until things look more positive. But um, definitely don't short yourself. Start planning early. Give yourself at least 10 or more years, if you can, meeting with a financial advisor because I get people that are five years, okay, they want to retire in five years or five minutes. And it's like, well, what did you do? I mean, we haven't done anything yet. How can you just say you want to retire? Did you plan this out cash flow wise and are all your debts paid off? And there's a lot of people that just jump into this thing blind and you'll end up hurting. Well, they hit, yeah, you hit that wall and you're like, I got to go tomorrow. Uh, So many people do that and you just haven't done any planning. Of course, and then a lot of other people just, they're afraid of it. So therefore they just keep moving that goalpost. And that was really the topic today was some items to think about for those of you listening who might find yourself in that category of coming up with another excuse as to why to push it back or whatever the case is. And whether it's an emotional point or a financial point, a financial professional like Matt can certainly help you walk through that because you can do the financial analysis, of course, to find out for sure whether or not you can retire. But then you could also just have those emotional conversations about, you know, not saying you have to get all, you know, super touchy feely, right? But it's just having the conversations of, well, what are some other clients of yours doing? Like, what are they doing with their spare time? How did they make that transition? How did they make that hurdle from, uh, you know, your job being your way of life for many people into this thing called retirement? And that's really what the podcast is about, sharing some of these useful nuggets of information and also just sitting down with Matt for that consultation and strategy session. So reach out to him, get on his calendar. GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com is where you can find him online. GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com. You can also just call him at 989-401-2949. And uh, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast Mondays with Matt on whatever app you like using, Apple, Google, Spotify. Matt, thanks for hanging out, buddy. I always appreciate your time. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And, uh, yeah, if, you, if you're thinking, hey, I want to retire early, um, definitely sit down. Like, I think you're getting the message. Definitely sit down and create a plan because – we know what people deal with when they do this every day. And um, so it even just taking somebody to lunch that's been through it is, is, a, is a big eye opener for a lot of people. Mm, so yeah. anytime you need wisdom, go to somebody that's actually deals with the, the problems that you're going to be facing and uh, can help you just get an eye opener f- for that. But um, we'll do that in our first consultation with you. We'll sit down, find out what your number one or two things you know, concerns are, and we'll just tell you how, how it is. And then you can go from there. At least you have a gauge to measure. Just like my eye doctor, you know, they take a picture of your eyes inside to see if there's any problems, you know, but then it's dated and then we can say, okay, where do we go from here? And, yeah, and that's what we're doing with, but we're doing it with your finances and uh, it makes a huge difference. So thanks for listening. Share it with your friends and um, we'll catch you next time on Mondays with Matt. Absolutely. We'll see you next time here. Don't forget to subscribe to Mondays with Matt with Matt Starkey. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.